May peace be with you. If you stick around at the end, there's more information about our community and how to find us. And now, here's this week's Centering Scripture, followed by the sermon. The scripture for today is Romans 8, 28. We know that God makes everything work together for the good of those who love God and have been called according to God's purpose. <laughs> Let's sing! Yes, and our youngest are going to go off to Sunday school, but they will be back momentarily. That's right, they have a special offering for us and to God during our offering time. But as they make their way off, I am uh, honored to be sharing this time with our confirmants. For the last year, we have been meeting with several of our elders of our community to talk about God. What is God? How do you encounter God? Where do you see God? Where do you feel God? What is God? Who is God? How is God? Why is God? Right? Big questions. And then the next week, we talked about Jesus. Who is Jesus? Why is Jesus? How is Jesus? We talked about the historicity of Jesus. Who was the man? We talked about the mythology that has been built around him that we find in the Holy Bible. We talked about, what else did we talk about? The Holy Spirit, the movement of the Spirit. We talked about prayer. You may see here uh, for today in our prayer of Jesus, if you've been looking ahead, was written by the St. Luke Confirmation class in 2023. That's these fine young people right here. They thought they've uh, enjoyed, they have just, yes, I think that's a surprise to them. You didn't know we were going to do that today? Yeah, yeah, we're doing that today. So they are, um, I welcome them into this journey of faith at the beginning, saying this confirmation process may not be like the ones that your friends have been a part of. I'm not going to be giving you answers that I expect you to memorize. I'm going to be asking you questions and encouraging you to answer them however you see fit. And then I'm going to introduce you to some aspects of the tradition. We're going to talk about how I welcome them into being theologians. They're going to talk about God here in a bit, and so these are some of our youngest theologians here in the house. Real excited to hear their interpretation, their encounters with the divine. And a big thank you to all of you faith partners out there. If you are a faith partner, raise your hand. Some of our elders met after worship with, and, and shared of their own personal journey. And you'll hear some of, these, uh, that some of that made an impact. To be able to talk openly about things like God and Jesus and the church and prayer and baptism. Why do we bat? What is that about? We talked very openly and honestly about communion. They shared communion with each other. And got to practice the work of the people. 
to connect ourselves to something larger than ourselves, something holy, divine, source of life, God, however we want to define it. We came up to, there was a recurring theme that came throughout the confirmation course about choice and how we offer the choice as a gift, as a way to open up our experiences to that which may be different than others. And so you'll hear some of these themes. I don't want to go on too long here. I'm going to invite Soren up first to share some of his reflections on the divine and his place in it. Soren Lee, pulpit's yours. Can you hear me? Well, perfect. Um, so I guess my job in the next few minutes is to give a faith statement, um, an exploration about my beliefs of all of life in a few minutes, which is kind of impossible, but I'll give it a go. I want to approach this faith statement um, looking at it as a way to share my core principles and beliefs that I hold as a result of my experiences um, throughout my life so far, and explore the implications of my beliefs on human life with the understanding that these principles and beliefs will, hold, will continue to change as I continue to experience life. So here I go. Um, my beliefs about the world as we perceive it um, relies on one core belief of mine regarding the universe as a whole. Um, I believe that our universe is the ultimate system that perpetually moves, changes, and develops throughout time. A universe that relies upon balance, detail, and that follows patterns. Um, the beauty of this creation lies in that said balance and detail. Throughout our existence as a species in this world, we've discovered patterns that illustrate the balance and the detail of the whole universe. Concepts such as the conservation of energy and mass, gravitational pull, inertia, etc., have, have shaped the way that we understand our lives. We've labeled concrete observations of our universe sci as science. Science is the way in which we observe the universe, and it shapes our entire perception of the universe. But I think, I think that science really has its limitations. Um, science doesn't explain why. Why do the beautiful patterns of the universe exist? This is why my faith statement is not only an explanation of how I think our universe works, but a reflection on my, on my thoughts on why the universe works how it does and what our role is, it, is in this place. Whenever I think about an explanation of why our universe works the way it does, um, I always come back to the word balance. A universe of continuous action and reaction is an aesthetically pleasing thought in my mind. It makes sense for me in the context of my life. Yet there are, there are issues that come with a purely balance-seeking um, balance universe because of the pain and suffering that is experienced through this idea of a universe. Um, how can I be so ignorant to label suffering as balance? I, I struggled with this. How can I be so cruel to label mass shootings, hunger, and war as, 
as the universe um, purely seeking balance, purely living out the consequences of actions prior in order to maintain that balance. Any belief about the universe must face these questions, though. Any belief must have an answer for pain. As I struggled with these questions, I realized that in my view of our universe, God must be cruel. The word balance does not mean that our, our world is a utopia. The word balance means that there are consequences to our actions. In my view of our universe, God doesn't hold any stake in the survival of our species. The universe doesn't care if we live or die, if we feel pain or experience joy. The universe doesn't care, yet we do. We should care. Our actions as a species hold consequences for us as a species, as well as everything else in the universe. But our actions impact us most directly. Currently, we live in a world where we've incentivized the destruction of our own Earth, our home. We've given resources to causes like the Willow Project, which gives us more money but destroys the very habitat we live in. In reality, the universe doesn't care. The universe will live on through our idiotic search for money and pride. But will we? The temperature of our Earth is rising on average 0.32 degrees every decade, twice as fast as it was a century ago. 543 species have gone extinct since 1900. The plants and animals in which we rely on are already going extinct. So when will we? Our actions have been the cause of so much pain and suffering. It should be expected that our actions will eventually have consequences on ourselves. In thinking about ourselves, we've created a situation where we must find a way to live in harmony with the balance of our universe in order to continue to be selfish. While in my view, of, in my view suffering is, necessary, as is a necessary and important part of life, we as a species have found a way to manufacture it for our own short-term benefit, creating a constant cycle of pain, suffering, and destruction. We've become reliant on the very things that cause us and our neighboring species pain. But this doesn't have to be the story of the human race. I have seen in this congregation, as well as other religious um, communities, hope and individual action that pushes against the common narrative. Um, this is one big reason why I see so much value in this, this community um, and other communities around it. I, as an individual, we as a congregation, and us as a species, are nowhere near perfect. But what I see individual exploration of faith do is open a channel for value-based action. While my own journey finding my beliefs is different from many others, I believe that the action of exploration is what provides hope for our world. This church has helped me through my own individual exploration, and in that way, an individual exploration was really a whole community exploring faith together. Through my own exploration throughout my life, I've discovered hope of my own. I've realized that my own suffering has shaped the way I experience joy. While this doesn't sound like hope, it really is. I've realized that the beauty of life is not just the highs of life. The beauty of life is the journey of highs and lows. The beauty of life is the spectrum of emotions that 
shape our experience and perception of the universe. I believe that the pain suffered by the human race in the past, the present, and the future will result in ultimate meaning and fulfillment. That is the nature of our universe in my understanding. While balance is cruel, balance is fulfilling and hopeful as well. I'm incredibly grateful to this community for helping me uncover my own understanding of hope and helping me through the never-ending development of my beliefs. I'm beyond grateful for this, community, for this opportunity to officially become a member of this loving community. Thank you. Did I mention that we talked about prophetic words as well? And that some of us are called to prophetic words. Thank you for those. I'd like to invite up now Elena Winters. Elena? So writing this faith statement has made me realize that sometimes it can be really hard to put my experiences into words, especially something deeply personal and meaningful like this. But this is what I came up with, even though parts of my statement won't be explained the same way that I see it in my mind. That being said, I'll do my best with the words that I can find. During confirmation, I wrestled with the idea of who or what God is, and what the idea of God means to me. And honestly, I still don't know. When I was young, I thought what most kids think, that he's a big, white-bearded man in the sky who is almighty and loving, but as I grow older, I grow further detached from that image. With help from my faith partners, I have learned that my faith doesn't have to be concrete. It can be fluid and will change over the course of my life. It's always been hard for me to admit that I don't understand something, or I am not able to give an answer to the questions like these. I've learned that I don't need to know exactly who God is to understand the core values of Christianity, to love, spread kindness, and compassion. A quote that really stuck with me during my time at Confirmation was by Reverend Dr. William Barber, and he said that people say so much about what God says so little while saying so little about what God says so much. This quote has helped, me, helped remind me that I don't have to have a clear vision about who God is to be a true, good Christian, and that knowing exactly who God is won't help me see God any more clearly. I feel God's presence most in community, especially at St. Luke, and it might be obvious that church is a place where I find God, but it's not because we talk about religion. It's the people who are welcoming, loving, and joyful who strive to make this a safe place and a safe environment for me to grow up. I've always felt overwhelmingly loved here, and it's, rem and it's remained an unchanged place of security throughout my life. Because of this, I wanted to get involved with the Sunday school so I could make the younger kids feel as loved and cared for as I did. I see the Holy Spirit in them, watching them learn, grow, and play. They are so naturally loving and kind, and I feel God's presence in all of them. I also see God in nature. Whenever I'm in nature, I feel at peace with my surroundings. I love hiking, swimming in lakes, and paddleboarding, and especially going up north. Observing nature around me is one of the biggest reasons why I believe in God. Seeing nature's complexity, beauty, and extensiveness makes it hard to believe that there isn't a God who created it. 
One thing that I've struggled after confirmation was knowing how to live out my faith in my daily life outside of church. I asked my dad for help and we read about Jesus' Sermon on the Mount. That is when I learned how Jesus taught us to live, by being merciful, being peacemakers, loving our enemies, giving to the needy, and not judging upon others. This statement he made was radical, but because how can someone do all these things at all the time? Humans are far from perfect, and that's practically against human nature to be able to do all these things. But Jesus knew that, and he knew that no one would be able to live up to these virtues, and he will always forgive us and love us, even when we fall short. So in summary, I believe, that God, I believe in the God that I see in nature, especially up north at Fire and Ice and Camp Clearwater. I believe in Jesus and the virtues he taught on his Sermon on the Mount, and St. Luke has inspired me to continue my journey to live with these morals because of our history of seeking equality, peace, and justice. Thank you, Elena. The beauty of giving choice and freedom. Hazel Avery, you're up next. I'd like to invite Hazel up. Thank you all so much for being here. I've, I'm just so grateful for all of you. I've been coming to St. Luke since I was a little kid, but recently I have started to attend more frequently. My belief in God is centered around the importance of community. This church is a community that I have always felt a sense of belonging in. The people in this community have helped me feel welcome, which has helped me strengthen my relationship with God. When I first started coming to St. Luke's regularly, I felt like I didn't fit in because I hadn't been here every week for the past couple of years. The people here showed me that I did belong and that I was loved and supported. This community has, ma has made me want to learn more about God and keep coming back to church. Because of all the love and support I have received, I see God as loving, caring, and compassionate. I also admire the way Jesus has cared for and loved everyone, no matter who they were. This makes me want to be a more caring and loving person to all, because everyone deserves to feel loved and cared for. Over the past year, I have tried my hardest to feel empathy towards all people I'm surrounded by, but it's been hard because there are some people I don't necessarily get along with. <laughs> I still wrestle with feeling compassion for those people, because, I mean, they're difficult to get along with. <laughs> but Jesus has taught me that those people need compassion most. Jesus' presence in my life has helped me strengthen my relationship with other people because I am able to feel more empathy and compassion for those people. To me, church is a place where I can feel joy and comfort. I come here because I love learning about my faith and what it means to me. St. Luke is su has such a great community that has helped me work to have a better relationship with God. The encouragement I've received has made me want to stand up here and share my beliefs with the community in this church. In conclusion, I plan to continue to attend St. Luke and ex continue to explore my faith here because I know the community here will always welcome me and support me for whatever I believe in. Right now, God is a big part of my life and I want to continue to have him, or sorry, God as an, a part of my life. <laughs> Thank you so much for all the support I've received.
good, Hazel, you good. Uh, uh, okay, and then uh, coming up, Tess Goodall. Will you come up to the mic, Tess? Your turn. Okay. <laughs> hey everyone, my name is Tess Goodall, and as you know, I've been asked to share my faith with all of you. When I first heard that I would have to come up here and share a very personal aspect of my life, I was nervous to say the least. I've decided to specifically share what God means to me because I feel that best represents my faith as a whole. God is a complicated presence in my life, and through confirmation, my perspective has changed. God used to be this person in the sky who I would talk to if I was nervous or scared. God and I used to have a one-sided relationship. If I needed to ask God, or if I needed something, I'd ask God, like Santa, or a weird pen pal. <laughs> God used to be a man. This church does a good job of not using gender-specific pronouns for God, which I now realize is beautifully inclusive. I wondered why God wasn't a man to everyone, I thought it was obvious that God was the same in everyone's eyes. The biggest thing that I've learned in confirmation is that God can mean anything to anyone. God has no limits or rules. Everyone has their own versions of God and that's okay. Through talking and observing and expressing the meaning of God and what it specifically means to me, in and out of confirmation, I've, just started, I've started to develop my own version of God. God to me now is a spirit versus a man or a person. I see God every day. I see God in everything. God is in nature, in the sun and the wind and the stars, in the water and the flowers and the trees, in the animals, from big tigers and tall giraffes to little birds and tiny bumblebees. God is in how I view people, from my family and my friends to strangers. God is in my everyday interactions and conversations. I feel God everywhere I go. I feel God in my emotions, when I smile, when I cry, when I yell. God is in love and sadness and happiness and anger. Sorry. Um, God is in music. I feel God in notes and harmonies and melodies. I feel God in art through its beauty and expression. God for me is in everything. I can't explain what God means to me. It's this inexplicable spirit that follows me and moves me every day. It moves me to be kind to others and to the earth. It inspires me to see the beauty and the destruction in our world. Before, I wondered why there was bad in this world, why God wouldn't see the good, move them to care, or sorry, um, why God wouldn't see the good, move them to care and to help. Oh, wait. <laughs> why God wouldn't stop it. I think God can't control others, but instead move others, move them to be kind and to see the good, move them to care and to help. I now have a relationship with God, one that has no resemblance to Santa Claus. <laughs> God is my friend, a friend that I trust and love. I trust God to move me in the right direction and help, help me to see the world and others, not only for their beauty, but as well as their faults, and vice versa. I was nervous and still am to share how I view God. One, because public speaking is not a passion of mine. <laughs> and two, because this is vulnerable. Explaining my faith requires vulnerability because God to me is vulnerable. I know that most, if not all of you, have different relationships with God compared to my own. Knowing this requires even more vulnerability because God has no right answer. Coming up here and sharing this might not feel correct to some. 
I was nervous because when we write essays in school, we get a grade telling us how correct we were. And I won't get a grade on this. And this won't be a correct answer to the meaning of God. I don't even know if what I feel truly is God. It sometimes just feels like a presence that I have decidedly labeled God. When we talked about what writing a faith statement could be, Nora told us that there is no right answer. She also told us that this was for us, that we are speaking off of what we believe. We are here sharing our personal faith, which in turn requires vulnerability. Now I realize there are a lot of topics I have not covered, and I know this because I have a long notes page full of the stuff I wanted to talk about. <laughs> and interestingly, I had a lot more to say about the full first bullet point than originally planned. I also did not intend on saying the word God 43 times in my statement. <laughs> so I apologize. I realize that my version of God is likely to change throughout my life, but I really do feel that God will always be my friend. To close, I wanted to let you know that I feel so blessed to be standing in front of you all today. You're truly the best audience. Thank you. You good, Tess. You're not the only one crying out here. Um, so we had one other confirmand that made it through confirmation, Ari Egan. And unfortunately, she was not able to be here today. But she did send her faith statement with me and has asked me to read it to you today. So this is the faith of Ariana Egan. During confirmation, I struggled with the idea of God. When I was younger, I thought God was supposed to be an all-knowing, all-powerful man watching over us. He knew who all of us were and what we were supposed to do. That never really felt right to me. Now, after going through confirmation, I have been able to start clarifying who God is to me. For me, God is all around and in everything. I believe that God is in our connections to each other, is our connection to plants or animals, I believe God is in the space all around us, but I also believe God is the bad. This is hard because most of us see God as a great thing, but to me, God is also the horrible. For a forest to grow fresh and green, a forest fire needs to come through and burn it all first. I see God in both these things. This is a hard thing to think about, but it is the truth for me. If God is all around and in everything, then it truly has to mean everything. Though God is everything bad, there is also so much good. I have a memory from confirmation of us giving each other communion. It was definitely a little awkward at first, but it was a really interesting experience for me. I got to thinking about this experience and realized that during communion, I don't necessarily feel close to God because I'm drinking the blood of Jesus or his body, but I feel close to God because of the community. A big way to see that I see God is through my connections with other people. Communion has always been a place where I get to talk to whoever is by me while we wait, and that might not always be someone that I talk to a lot. It reminds me that even though I might not talk to everyone in this church, all the time, we still share a great connection. This always reminds me to hold my relationships sacredly and to love them as long as, I can, as long as I can, and I see God through this. Another thing I would like to talk about is Jesus. Jesus, for me, has always been a role model. 
I have always looked up to him as a person I want to be like. I am reminded to always be as kind and as loving as I can when I think of him. This definitely can be hard, but being kind to others is something that is very important to me. For me, Jesus embodies who I want to be like, which is why he's important to me. I have grown up in this church and the people in it. I have learned what I believe about God through my family, friends, pastors, and especially myself. All these connections have been important in finding my way and feeling grounded in what I believe. Ariane Egan. And so what else is there to say? Um, only that that's not all, folks. We are now, um, we're going to sing a word of response. And then in a moment, we are going to welcome these confirmands into full membership here in the church. We'll also be welcoming some new adult members as well, as well as sharing in the blessing of baptism for Hazel. So uh, I invite you now to, uh, yeah, come on. I invite you, I'm about to get the David on up here. Um, I invite you now to rise as you are called and able for our response of him. I was there to hear your morning cry. Thank you, confirmands. As a church located on Lakota land in Minnetonka, Minnesota, St. Luke is a joyful, inclusive, intergenerational, and compassionate community on a spiritual journey seeking to do justice, make peace, and to walk humbly with God. We invite you to join us live for virtual worship each Sunday morning on Facebook or YouTube, or by following the worship links on our website, stluke.mn. Thanks for listening. May you go in peace.